Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. Okay, so listen, I am going to be so motherfucking real with you today. I want to tell you all about my life, and then we're going to get into the podcast. So once again, I'm sitting uh, on the floor of my closet, uh, and I've gained 15 pounds in three days. Uh, I wish it was because I was eating like cakes and pies and cakes and pies, but it's not because of that. It's actually because I am allergic to fertilizer uh, and peat moss. This is so freaking old lady-ish. I'm like goddamn Martha Stewart. I can't believe I used to be somebody. I used to be a socialite. And now I'm talking about gardening and being allergic to peat moss and fertilizer. This is a real situation. So I can't even believe I'm telling you guys this, but I have to because it's just so freaking outrageous. Uh, The last three months of my life have been literally the hardest and most humbling. One, I'm still sitting on the floor of my closet. Um, My dog, Pearl, my little precious Boston Terrier, is scratching at the door of my closet because she wants to come in and sit with me and stiff my ass. So if you hear any scratching, it's not, uh, well, it is a feral animal. Her name is Pearl. Her name is Pearl Baybine, but um, I'm sitting on the floor of my closet. The dog's fucking scratching the door and um, I'm on like so much prednisone that you could like take down an elephant. And if I keep on this prednisone kick, I'm going to be an elephant. Um, So I was gardening last week and I like love it. It's like my quarantine thing. I go in my garden and I like do all my little things with all my little seedlings and all my plants and everything. And I just love it. And I, and I love not wearing shoes and I love not wearing gloves because I just like love to get my hands in the soil. And this happened to me also two weeks ago before, but I thought, here's another story for you. I thought it was because I nared my husband. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. I don't want to turn you on too much and make your panties too juicy, but Matt is a hairy mofo. He literally looks like when he takes his clothes off, he looks like (laughs) the abominable snowman from Rudolph. You know, the guy that like lives in the Antarctic or the North Pole or whatever. And he's always like, (laughs) okay, Matt looks like him when he's nude. I know. Get that visual. It's turning me on as we speak. Um, and he was outside in the garden the other day with his shirt off. And I was like, damn, you need a nair, bro. So I got him um, all nared up, you know, obviously not his nipples because we don't want his nips to fall off. And I nared him up and I scrubbed him down and he looked great. And then like two days later, my hands blew up like 10 times the size. I'm not even joking you. Like I had fucking Minnie Mouse hands. Like they looked like I had those big white mittens, those like big white gloves that Minnie and Mickey Mouse wear. And I couldn't. I couldn't bend my fingers. <laughs> I can't believe that this is happening to me. I couldn't bend my fingers. If I tried to bend my fingers, they felt like they were just going to explode, like the skin was just going to rip open. So I was like so pissed at Matt because I was like, I'm never nearing you again. This is all because of you. 
All right, that's fine. So then like this past weekend, right before the 4th of July, I had like this crazy weekend where I was selling a hundred um, bitch boxes. So like that was my goal to sell these hundred bitch boxes. And like, I like just was so focused on that. And the day that I woke up to sell the boxes, I same thing. I couldn't close my hands. I was like in so much pain. I was like sick to my stomach. Oh my God, it was horrible. So I called my doctor and I did like a telemedicine call with her. And she's like, well, I can give you oral prednisone or I can give you like ointment. And I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know about that because my mom, when she takes prednisone, she gets like wild. She acts like a crazy person. So I was like, well, it might be running in the family. So I don't want to like get too nuts because I have to stay focused, you know, to get my bitch boxes done and all that. So that fucking lasted a day with this ointment shit. The next day I was back on the phone with my doctor getting the oral prednisone and like the first two days, I was like, oh, this is not so bad. The the swelling started to go down. And now today I, I got on the scale because I weigh myself once a week. I don't believe in weighing yourself every day. I think it's crazy. But we just are starting a new protocol for the month of July. So I do it with my girls and we all weigh in on day one together. And I got on the scale today and I, it was like, boom. So I gained 15 pounds in three days. I know it will come off and I don't give a shit about weight, but I feel like Lardass Logan from that movie Stand By Me, the one that would like eat all the blueberry pies and then throw up. It's pretty much how I feel right now. And I feel like kind of depressed, very anxious. I was up at like three o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I was having um, these dreams that Matt and I were naked in the mall and we were just like running from pillar to pillar like like we like no one could see us. Like we were literally bollocky bare ass naked. I should probably google what the fuck that that meant meant but um that was my morning so if i sound crazy it's because i am <laughs> but one of the things that was good about waking up from my prednisone naked nightmare induced sleep <laughs> is uh i got up and i was like just kind of like scrolling on facebook and scrolling on instagram and i was like katie stop being a fucking drifter and i was like oh shit that's what i'm going to do the podcast on this week So I started doing some research while I was up on my prednisone high. And this is, I think this podcast is going to be a two-part series because there's that much information that I took down. So get ready to rumble. And this podcast, even though I was just the biggest drifter because I just led you down, I don't even know what kind of rabbit hole. There was prednisone involved. There was Nair involved. There was Naked Dreams. There was Matt's white, hairy, polar ice chest, Nair situation. And my and my 15-pound fupa is just hanging out of my ambitious joggers right now. It's just so fucking big. Ah! But speaking of drifters, today's podcast is going to be a twofer, and it's all about... How to live in a world full of drifters. So if you guys have been listening to the Ambitious Podcast for a while now, you know that I've talked about Outwitting the Devil. It's a book that was written in 1934 by the famous author Napoleon Hill. He also, he's written a ton of books, but one of his most famous is a book called Think and Grow Rich. I don't care who you are. If you have a business, if you work for someone, if you're a stay-at-home mom, I don't give a shit what you're doing. That book is amazing. And my, but, you know, I've had that book for probably like 20-something years. And I've read it hundreds of times. But I actually like Outwitting the Devil a little bit more. And Outwitting the Devil 
is a book that was written in 1934, like I said, by Napoleon Hill, but it was not released until the year 2011. His wife actually forbade him to release this book because she was so afraid that people were going to think um, they were blasphemous talking about the devil and talking about God and all this stuff. But if you really read the book and you're not a fucking ding dong, you realize that Napoleon Hill is not talking to the devil like a, a red monster with a, you know, a pitchfork and a, um, and ho- cloven hooves. Okay. It's not a person. It's not a thing. It's not a monster. It's the, it's the energy that's low vibrational that lives inside of your mind. Okay. So read that book, pick it up. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing book. Um, I listen to it pretty much every day. Um, it's on YouTube. Uh, the whole entire audiobook is on YouTube. Uh, it's amazing. And like I said, I listen to it every day just to remind myself to not be a drifter. But I've been really talking deeply to the girls on my protocol. And I get all my good ideas from them because they are really, you know, my girls. They're my tribe. They're my community. They're like-minded. So I always ask them, like, what do you want me to talk about on the Ambitious Podcast? What do you want? And, you know, they tell me all these different things. But a lot of women that I have on my protocols and a lot of women that I coach they're leveling up in so many ways, like mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, energetically. And they're still surrounded by people that they've, you know, lived with or been married to or had relationships with or they're their family or their friends or whatever for years and years and years. And as they level up, the people around them stay the same. And they start to realize as they level up that they are surrounded by people that we call drifters. So in this episode of how to live in a world full of drifters, I want to explain to you first the difference between a drifter and a non-drifter. And I'm actually taking this excerpt straight from uh, the book Outwitting the Devil because I want you to hear this because I want you to really think about who in your life is a drifter and also what are your drifter tendencies? Because if you can break yourself out of those tendencies you will level up in a cent. Same thing with people around you. You know, I always tell people that you are, you know, the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with the most. And that could be a really good thing. And that could be a really bad thing. You know, I always say, like, look, look around your circle. And if that circle is not helping you level up and motivating you and inspire you, you're not in a, you're not in a circle. You're in a fucking cage. Okay. So, I want to explain what a drifter is and what a non-drifter is. That's the first thing I want to do today. And I want you to really listen to the words I'm about to say. And I also want you to understand that this was written in 1934. So some of the shit you're like, okay, this is a little old timey. But do your best to use your fucking thinking cap, okay? And think about what it means to you in this day and age in 2020. Okay. So here is Napoleon Hill's, it's a pretty long list, uh, but here's Napoleon Hill's description of what a drifter is. So I'm going to use the words he and she, but you can use whatever pronouns you want, um, but just fill in the blanks with your noodle. Cool. Okay. So a drifter is so he or she will be conspicuous, conspicuous. I can't even fucking speak English. The prednisone is t- tongue tying me. <laughs> he or she will be conspicuous by lack of self-confidence. Number one, 
will never accomplish anything requiring thought and effort. Spends all of her money she earns and more too if she can get it on credit. Is always sick or ailing from some real or imaginary cause and will tell everyone about it. Don't you always see that like on Facebook, people just talking about their sicknesses and their illnesses and their disease? Like even if you are sick, the only person that you should be talking about your sickness with is your doctor. Because remember, whatever we say creates our reality, right guys? But you see the shit a lot on social media, like people just just wah, 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 like whining about their fucking bad knees and their friggin', you know, runny nose and their whatever the fuck. It's like, shut the fuck up. A drifter has little to no imagination, lacks enthusiasm, <laughs> will always take the road of least resistance. Don't you always see these people like whatever is the easiest way out, that's the one that they'll take, right? Has Ill is ill-tempered and will lack control of their emotions. Huh. How many fucking people do you know like right now that just flies off the handle because they're pre they're in the pressure cooker? I know I've been feeling the pressure cooker lately, but part of non-drifting is controlling your emotions. Okay, this is one of my favorite ones. We'll have opinions on just about everything, but accurate accurate knowledge of nothing. You see all these people too on social media. Um, I was just reading some Facebook posts the last couple days and these people are just like fighting over politics and all this fucking shit. And I'm like, and the friggin' back and forth rhetoric on their Facebook goes for like miles and miles and miles. And I was like, if you just took this time that you just spent fighting with your imaginary fucking Facebook friends and stepped up to actually do something worthwhile or serves humanity, the world would be a better place, but people just want to talk a bunch of shit and know nothing. So they'll have opinions on everything, but accurate knowledge of nothing. Number 10, jack of all trades, master of none. Again, you see all these people right now, instead of just focusing on one definite chief aim or one purpose or one like thing that they want to accomplish, they're like all over the goddamn place. If you're doing 10 things at once, you're doing none of them well, I promise you. Uh, neglects to cooperate with those around him or her, even those that he or she must depend on for food and shelter. Sometimes the most unharmonious or disharmonious, I don't even know the word, but anyways, you know what I'm saying. One of the most disharmonious uh, things that drifters do is they actually create just drama in their own home. And they don't even care. They're just like, fuck it. Not, that's a drifter. Uh, makes the same mistakes over and over, but will never profit by the failure. So it's okay to make mistakes, guys, right? But if you just keep making the same mistake over and over and over again, and you don't learn, then you are a drifter. They're narrow-minded and um, ignorant on all subjects and will crucify anyone who disagrees with them. Again, you see this again. On so I, just, let me just say this. I'm not going to keep saying this over and over again because I'm getting redundant, but social media is the playland, like the McDonald's motherfucking play, playland with like McBurglar. Remember those guys? And Horace or whatever the hell his name was. I think it's Horace. Who the fuck knows? I need to go back to 1982 and do some homework on McDonald's. But it is like the playland of Drifterville. 
every motherfucking drifter right now is on social media just disagreeing with anyone that does not agree with their beliefs and what they think. And that is totally drifter mentality. Uh, let's see here. What else? <laughs> we'll begin many things, but we'll never complete anything. How many people do you know right now off the top of your head that are always coming up with this get rich quick scheme, or they're always starting these projects or doing all these things. And then they never, ever see anything to the end. So many freaking people. So many, so, so many. Um, will expect much from others, but give little in return. Again, so many humans right now are just like, what can I get for free? How can I buck the system? How can I take and not give? And that is karmically, not even just Drifterville, but karmically, it's the worst thing ever. Uh, let's see here. Uh, loud in the condemnation of everything, but will never provide ideas on how it can be improved or fixed. So like, again, I've been seeing so many people talk so much shit about like, you know, just anything, like anything that's going on right now to wear a mask, not wear a mask. Black lives matter. Some fuckers, idiots are saying all lives matter because they just don't get it. And they're just so fucking dumb. Um, whatever they're talking about the government, they're talking about, you know, the presidency, they're talking whatever it is. Everyone has an opinion, but no one's like, and here's how I think that we can fix it. Let's get a, let's get a coalition going and let's, let's do this. No, everyone wants to talk shit, but no one wants to step up and actually like offer some ideas on how to help dumb drifters. Next, we'll never reach decisions on anything. You know, it's like you, ask, like, this is so stupid. It's so simple, but like, you know how you like ask a friend, you're like, oh, what do you want to do tonight? Or do you, where do you want to go to eat? And they're like, I don't care. Where do you want to go? Just like, there's no definite purpose. They have no focus. Um, I can't get down with people like that. And I'm sure that you right now are listening to this podcast. And you're like, oh, I know like 10 people in my life that are like that. Drifters. Eats too much and exercises too little. 100%. People who don't take care of their physical bodies, even though I'm sitting here and my fupa is spilling out over to my kneecaps because of the prednisone that I'm taking, <laughs> but uh, so many people in the world, they want to be rich. They want to have the life of their dreams. They want to have these amazing relationships. They want to have all these things that we talk about in the ambitious uh, movement. And they don't understand that so much of what they are lacking is because they don't take care of their temple. They, t they treat their temple like a trash can drinks too much alcohol, gambles, criticizes others who are successful, especially the people who are in their job or calling. So it's like, you ever see, you know, I can't tell you how many times this has happened over the 20 years I've been in the health industry, but you know, people will say, people will talk shit about me. Like, oh yeah, she thinks she's better than everybody. Like whatever the fuck these drifters say. And it's like, yeah, because you're not as successful as me. So instead of just being like, oh, wow, let me stand on the shoulders of giants and like learn from Katie as like a mentor or someone to look up to in the industry as someone successful. They want to chop you down. That's a drifter. And lies rather than admits his or her ignorance on any subject. Do you ever ask somebody like, oh, do you know such and such, such and such? And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't fucking know, just say, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But people are so afraid to look stupid in front of people. And it's really stupid not to say, no, I don't know what that, that is. Can you explain it to me? 
And um, last but not least, what Napoleon Hill says as a drifter, they criticize others um, behind their backs and they flatter them to their faces. So this is pretty much just like a brown noser. Like you ever work with someone who talks shit about the boss and the boss walks in the room and they're like sucking their fucking dicks? That is a drifter. Okay, so that is Napoleon's how to spot a drifter. There's actually 23 different beats that I just hit. Now, the non-drifter. So this is how, this is how you pinpoint who a non-drifter is. Okay, you ready? Number one, a non-drifter is always engaged in doing something definite. So for instance, like when I said this weekend, okay, I haven't been feeling well because I have mini mouse hands because I'm allergic to freaking peat moss because I'm fucking little house in the prairie. <laughs> but I was just like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to do this regardless of what happens. I'm going to take my damn medicine and I'm going to sell these boxes. And I, and guess what? I sold out, I sold two, I sold 100 boxes for $200 a piece. Okay. In 24 hours, sick as a dog, fucked up. But I was like, no, I'm doing this. Engaged in doing something definite. Number two has well-organized plans. So many people who are drifters are just like, like whatever way the wind blows, whatever way the wind blows. No, that's not how we have to live life and we should live life. So you can tell a non-drifter by the tone of their voice, the quickness of their step and the sparkle in their eyes. Don't you see when people are woke, you can just look at them and you're just like, oh, you're woke. I see you. I see your soul. And then when you're like, you know, at fucking Walmart, not that I go there, but I've heard about it, uh, you know, and you see these people and it's like zombie fucking apocalypse. That is the difference between a drifter and a non-drifter. Number four is determined to succeed no matter how long it will take or what price that they may pay. So that's the thing too, is like so many people, so many people sign up for my ambitious 28 day protocol and they're like pumped the first week and then they have like one bad day and they just want to throw, throw it all, like just throw it all away instead of being like, you know what? I might've fucked up today. I had food that I shouldn't have, you know, have had, or I didn't do all my rituals or whatever the case may be, but they get back on the baloney pony and they ride that motherfucker into the sunset. And that is really how you know that someone is incredible. They are determined to succeed no matter what, and they don't care how long it's going to take or what price they're going to pay because sacrifice creates abundance and freedom and the core desired feelings that I always talk about. Number five, if this person is questioned, they always provide direct answers. Number six, always upfront. They're always up front, whether they're playing a game or fighting a war. So obviously, again, this is a little antiquated, but you can just tell those people they're like the front runners in their field. They're always ahead of the, the head of the time. They're always a visionary and innovative, right? And number seven, if this person does not know an answer, he will say so firmly. So again, you know, if someone asks me something and I don't know, I'm not going to try to make something up just so I don't look stupid. I'm just going to be like, oh, I have no idea, but like, you know, I, I can Google it, <laughs> right? Has a great memory, number eight. Nine, never blames others for mistakes, even if they deserve the blame. So you know how many times 
I could like just point my finger at people that I work with or different people that like I come into contact with that fuck up and do stupid shit. And I could be like, you're an asshole. But why? They're a drifter. They're a self-sabotager. They, they've never done anything worthwhile in their life. How am I going to, by blaming them, going to win some sort of fight? It's not worth it. It's not worth my time and it's not worth my precious energy. Number 10, he's not a go-getter. He's a go-giver. So I always talk about in the ambitious movement to really, truly step up and serve. Service and providing value are the two most important things, especially right now, guys, that we can be doing for our lives so that we live life ambitiously. So be a go-giver and don't respect anything, don't respect, don't expect, sorry, anything in return. Just give and give and give and just know that you're filling up your karmic and spiritual bank and soon, you know, you will be repaid. Number 11. A non-drifter is inspirational and motivational to all those around him or her. Number 12, uses her mind for all purposes. Remember, it's called think and grow rich, not bust your clam and freaking grow rich, right? Using your mind, your mind is your most special thing that you can have. I mean, look at Stephen Hawking. If you don't know who this is, Google him. He was one of the most brilliant minds of our time and he couldn't, he was nonverbal and he was in a freaking wheelchair. All you need is your mind, guys. All you need. Number 13, the health of their physical temples is number one priority. So that means exercising. Um, as Napoleon Hill uh, puts it, cleaning out the sewer. He is a big advocate for fasting, as am I. And uh, a non drifter reads. And uh, a non-drifter has only positive relationships, okay? So those are the difference between being a drifter and being a non-drifter. So I want you just to think about what I said. Like, who around you is a drifter? How many drifters are you surrounded by? They could be in your family. They could be in your friend circle. You could be fucking married to a drifter. Your kids could be a drifter. Your mother and father could be drifters. Your coworkers could all be drifters. I bet you out of the 100% of the people that you surround yourself with on a, you know, an hour to hour, day to day, week to week, whatever basis, I bet 98% of them are drifters. And if you're lucky, if you're lucky, 2% are non-drifters. That's fucking scary, guys. Like that is so, so, so scary to me. Okay. So think about it. And, and where are you drifting? Where are your pain points and where are your weak spots? Be honest with yourself. The truth really shall set you free. Okay. All right. So the last part of today's podcast, okay, is are you drifting? Seven questions to ask yourself. And then on next week's podcast, I'm going to continue the drifting which I am going to go through how to stop drifting. So we're going to finish today's podcast with these seven questions. Ask, to ask yourself, are you drifting? In what areas are you drifting? Okay. Number one, ask yourself this question. Do your fears drive your behaviors? So a lot of when fear drives your behaviors, a lot of it comes out as self-sabotage, okay? Um, I've had so many people in the last couple weeks 
it's so sad to watch, you know, they're clients of mine who I adore and they just give up and they just, just sabotage, man. They just go back to the old ways and I just get so frustrated, but I'm just like, you know what? You're a fucking drifter and I can't save all y'all. Y'all got to try to save yourself. I can only give you the rope. You're not going to pull me into the shit pit, the shit pit with you, right? So a lot of the times when your fears drive your behaviors, it can come through as self-sabotage looking type stuff, right? Number two, unless forced upon or ordered by an outside party, you lack the enthusiasm and drive to undertake something and finish it. So for instance, you know, you should never need someone behind you fucking pushing on your ass 24-7. I mean, it's great to have motivators and mentors and life coaches and all these different things. But at the end of the day, the only person that's going to get you out of fucking bed and move your ass is you. So if you constantly need outside parties to force you and order you to do shit, you are drifting. Okay? So ask yourselves, you know, are you being this type of person where you're lacking the enthusiasm and drive? to undertake something and to finish it. Number three, do you make the same mistakes over and over and never learn from them? Oh my God, I can't tell you how much I see this. It's so frustrating to watch. It's like, oh my God. You know, if you go bankrupt once, do you go bankrupt again and again and again every seven years? I mean, give me a fucking break. You gotta learn how to manage your money. I mean, I'm just using that as an example. But, or it could be like about your meal plan, your nutrition, your workouts. You know, do you, Do you like, you know, do so well all week, Monday through Friday, and then Friday you're like, I deserve a delicious treat because I'm a dog. And then what happens is you blow your whole wad from working out, busting your ass, fasting, doing your keto, whatever you're doing. And then you blow your whole week of all that hard work on two days of just eating shit and drinking and not working out. Stupid. Number four, do you begin many things, but you complete none? Oh, so many people I know, so many people I know, drifters, drifters, drifters. Number five, do you eat too much and exercise too little? Yeah, a lot of you guys probably, right? A lot of you like, oh, it's quarantine and my gym is closed. Give me a fucking break. That's an excuse. And right now, like, you're not really going out to eat that much. You're not going to bars because we're all still kind of in lockdown. So you should have no excuses to be eating healthy or not eating healthy. Number six, you criticize others publicly or privately in your own mind. If you criticize people to their face and you're constantly doing it to people in your mind, that is drifter mentality. You have to ask yourself, why are you criticizing the other people? Is it to help make yourself feel better? What are the, what is the problem? What is the point? And number seven, do you lack purpose in life? So if you have no idea why you're getting up every day to go to work, why you're doing what you're doing, if you don't have like an end goal or an end game, you know, long-term, what is your life going to look like when you're 80 years old idea, then you have no purpose in life. So I want you to ask yourself those questions. Like, this is not just like a podcast. I put it down and I like put it in the vault. This is a podcast where you listen to like two or three times and you get out your notebook and you take notes and you pinpoint where you're drifting and where you're not drifting and start doing the things, guys, that is going to help you 
start doing more of the non-drifting actions and less of the drifting actions. Because don't get me wrong, I still do some drifting shit. 100%. But when I'm doing it, I know I'm doing it. And that is the difference. And I can pull myself out quicker because I have the rituals and the tools and the boundaries and the spiritual practices and all the things that I talk about in the Ambitious Podcast and in the Ambitious Book and in the movement, right? So that is the first part of this twofer all about drifting and non-drifting. So next week's podcast, I'm going to give you the top 10 ways for you to absolutely stop the drifting. I know. I, I bet you can't even, I bet you can't even wait. I bet you can't even wait. So as you guys know, I do not have ads on the Ambitious Podcast. All I ask is if you love the Ambitious Podcast, and you listen to it on iTunes, head over to iTunes, scroll to the bottom of the Ambitious uh, feed, and it will say leave a five-star review. And you can also write a review. I would love, love, love if you could write a review. It helps more people um, get word of the Ambitious Podcast. The other thing that you can do is also tag me on your social media that you're listening to it. Take a screenshot of the podcast. Tell everyone it was fire. Talk about like what you got out of the podcast. I would really be grateful, you know, from the bottom of my little black heart. And just some heads up on all the things Ambitious and KBMFC. So Ambitious, the book is available for pre-sale right now on Amazon Kindle. So get on over there ASAP and you will actually receive the entire ebook um, on September 15th. Um, we sold out our bitch boxes. You guys, when you guys see what's in this box and the perks that you get for getting this box, not only are you going to be part of a private ambitious book club led by yours truly, where I go on and I read all the chapters of the books with you guys. I explain things deeper. I answer your questions live. It's going to be amazing. Your box is going to be so cute, the little things that I made for you and all of the little um, spiritual toolbox that I'm sending you so you guys can do all your rituals together with me. But last but not least, it's going to put you in a sweepstakes where, and the freaking odds are going to be amazing because you just have to follow a couple of rules. And then we're going to choose one winner to have a weekend at a five-star resort in Boston, Massachusetts mistress minding with me for an entire weekend. That means the spa, brush each other's hair, watch the Kardashians, dinner, breakfast, lunch, yoga, meditation, mistress minding, life coaching, working out, sightseeing around Boston, just living our most ambitious lives together. So that is the prize and it's um, worth $12,000, guys. So just for getting in on this bitch box, let me tell you, it is going to be worth every freaking penny. And I've received hundreds of messages so far uh, about if I'm going to be doing another bitch box. I'm not 100% sure yet. Um, I want to see how it goes for filling these hundred because I'm doing it by myself. Well, Matt and Karina, we're going to put them to work too. But uh, we're doing it all by ourselves. We're going to create an assembly line in, in our home. And I'm going to Reiki and I'm going to pick each piece that goes in everybody's box. I'm going to um, sign everyone's books with their own private message from me. It's going to be amazing, amazing, amazing. So um, if you are looking to get a bitch box earlier than anyone else can get the book, 
um, head on over to kbmfc.com and sign up for our newsletter. And if I decide to do another bitch box, I will let you guys know. And last but not least, when you do head over to kbmfc.com, take the ambitious quiz, see how ambitious you are, and also check out Level Up because right now we're opening our ambitious 28-day protocol for the next month. So remember, I only take on so many people each month. The, the women that have been doing the ambitious protocol, they are kicking ass. I mean, I have women that are like releasing 30 pounds in one month. They're like healing autoimmune disease. They're, they're just going to the next level. They're uh, really finding true sisterhood in our protocol. So head on over and check that out as well. And also check out Ambitious Swag because I have a new piece of swag coming out in the next week that's going to be an exclusive, um, beautiful, ambitious tank. And it's not a racer back because I fucking hate when my bra straps hang out. And I know that you guys hate it too. Or unless you're like trash and you like your bra straps to hang out your tank top, which that shit is one of my pet peeves. So, and it's gorgeous. So just check out the website, peruse, see what's going on in the land of ambitiousness. And I'm just so excited for everything that is to come. Um, I've worked so hard, you guys, for the last couple years. And I know that you know this, but I truly, truly, truly want to thank you guys just for showing up here every week, supporting me, spreading the word, really, truly being crusaders to this ambitious movement. I mean that from the bottom of my little black heart. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday for more drifting, more drifting talk. Adios.